The following episode was recorded before March 2024, and while the content shared is valuable and useful, it features Rob, who is no longer involved in the business. Hey, it's Rob and Kennedy. Hello. Today on the Email Marketing Show, we're talking about the five elements that you need to grow your online business. Before we get into that, though, if you would like our list of the top 10 books we recommend to improve your email marketing, that's just one of the resources you'll find at emailmarketingheroes.com slash resources. Now, when this episode comes to an end, we don't want you to feel like you're alone with questions trying to figure out how to apply this to your business. So come and hang out in our free Facebook group. It's called the Email Marketing Show Community. You can share what you're working on and get stuck into the training and resources over there as well. Just go to Facebook and search for the Email Marketing Show Community, or you can open any web browser and go to www.robandkennedy.group. It'll take you straight over there. He used to sit at school writing with his right hand and had his left hand fiddling with his deck of cards it's comedy hypnotist robert temple and only recently he discovered that he likes tomatoes after eating ketchup and pizza all his life it's psychological mind reader kennedy So the thing is, I really like tomato-flavoured things. Well, not all tomato-flavoured things. I don't like a tomato juice. But anyway, I like tomato ketchup and tomato stuff on pizza and that kind of thing. But just don't like the texture of tomatoes. Have you managed to find yourself a, a little bit? Well, I didn't like tomatoes either. And then one day I was eating a lovely piece of bruschetta and I was told, that's just tomatoes on bread. Hello, this is the show where we give course creators, coaches, and membership site owners everything you need to use psychology-driven email marketing and be the email marketing hero of your business with a brand new episode every single email marketing Wednesday. This week's episode is sponsored by ResponseSuite.com, the survey, quiz, and application form tool that we created specifically for small businesses like you and me to integrate with your marketing systems and make you more sales. You can take a 14-day trial of ResponseSuite for just $1 at ResponseSuite.com. Lovely stuff. And if you haven't already, make sure you hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode of the show when it drops every single Wednesday, like we said. In fact, because you're beautiful, while, while, while you're listening to this right now, why don't you take a photograph of yourself listening to the episode or take a screenshot of the episode that you're listening to? That's this one right now. And then share it on social media. Tag us at Rob and Kennedy because we'd love to see what you're doing, where your big learning points are, what your big aha moments were. And again, your beautiful face. Uh, can I just say you can do it even if you're not beautiful? So if you're an ugly pig... You can, you can crack on with it as well. It'll be all right. So one of the things, one of the things, and you don't have to tell us which one you think you are. You know, we're not making judgments. You can be, we'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah. We'll be the judge of that. Thank you. One of the things we get asked about a lot, Rob, is like, where does email marketing fit in my business? Like we've had online businesses for, I mean, how long have you had an online business for? I sort of started, I think in about 2005, something mm. like that. Mm-hmm. So we've had quite, quite a few years, haven't we? And yeah. one of the things that we often think about is where does email marketing fit? But also, like, what are the actual bare necessities of having 
of having an online business or having a business, even if it's not an online business, of having a business where you have an online element to it, whether that's the marketing function or not kind of thing. And it basically boils down to five different things, I think, because when something's not working in your business, let's say you just put a new product together and you offer it together and you start like telling people about it and you maybe don't quite sell as many as you thought you were going to sell. Um, and it's happened to all of us, hasn't it? Then it's easy to think, ah, oh, nobody wants to buy one of those things. Or, ah, oh, the headline on my sales page doesn't work. Or, ah, oh, my list's crap. Or, or one, of, one of those things. And we've got to remember is these online businesses have got lots of different moving parts. And basically, it's very easy to obsess over the wrong part and think, well, that thing doesn't work. Like, take a look at us with our Facebook ads, right? Yeah, totally. And actually, what you really need to do is to focus on all of the other things that might be getting in the way of having that whole thing working like a well-oiled machine, because that's what makes a real difference here. Just realize that just because it's a bit like if you're driving, if you're trying to drive a car and you've got the handbrake on, it's like assuming the wheels aren't working. Like all this stuff works together and you've got to realize that there's stuff that's getting in your way. So let's dive into these five things. And along the way, you'll very quickly start to see where email fits in. And one of the great things about breaking the business down into these five pieces is that it's really easy to start troubleshooting where you're missing a trick. So you can start to realize actually that piece is getting in the way or that piece isn't running properly or that piece is affecting that piece or that one's working fine. Therefore, it's not that one. So is it this bit? Okay, no, that's working fine. Is it this bit? And so on. Yeah, and the thing is, if you haven't got one of these five things, and I can tell you now, we were 100% guilty of not having one of these things and wondering, scratching our heads, why is, why we're we not making any sales and it's really easy to to miss out on one of these things so if you haven't got one of these things, that's the problem in your business. It's not the thing that you're doing. Often we obsess over the thing we're doing and think I need to improve that thing rather than look at all the other bits. The first thing we're sort of referring to is what we call platform. That's the place where there are people who could potentially buy from you, engage in your services, hire you but they don't all know about you yet. They're all hanging out somewhere. And by platform we're talking about, it could be your podcast, it could be your Twitter, your Instagram, your Facebook group, your Facebook ads, your YouTube, your Pinterest. It could be a live event where you're, you're telling people from the stage about, about what you're doing and giving a presentation. It could be giving a guest talk on in someone's community or in their Facebook group. It could be guest blogging. It, it's basically somewhere where people are gathering regardless of you. It's the platform. And if you haven't got a platform that you're building an audience on already, and you're not tapping into other people's platforms where they're building audiences, then you don't have a platform yet, which means you're basically saying, I want to do a, we've talked about this before, but I want to do a concert. You go on stage at the London Palladium and the theatre is empty. You are basically talking to an empty room. So right. you do need to figure out a platform. And what, we, what we've always done is focused on one thing at a time. Yes, do you know what? You can have a Facebook group and run, and run Facebook ads and do Twitter and have a podcast. You can do all of those things, right? You can add YouTube into the mix too. You can one day. But you only have to do one thing right at a time so you can go all in, totally laser focused. Our very first thing was this podcast. We had a podcast first. Not of everybody, but of the people who had podcasts first. <laughs> but that <laughs> was, was our first thing. Imagine. <laughs> we invented the podcast. Uh, I want that's some, it. I'm juicing royalties. That's all I can say. <laughs> 
But then we introduced the Facebook group, which we named after the podcast. So the, hence it's called the Email Marketing Show Community because it's an extension of it. We didn't want to start afresh. Like you don't want to like open a really best-selling donut shop in, in Georgetown in Washington, D.C. and it do really, really well and then go, oh, that's lovely. I'm going to go and open one in Dubai and expect it to do well. From the scratch, from scratch, it's not going to happen. You need to, you need to branch out slowly and relate those things. So the first thing you need is a platform where you're building an audience. So for us, that's the Facebook group, and of course now we've added Twitter and we are adding various things on now. And then once you've got that platform, also start talking on other people's platforms. So the first thing you need is a platform. The good news about that is none of them are better than any others. I'm going to say that again. None of them are any better than any others. You can just pick one that re- re- you know relates to you, that you relate well with, that you work well with. That's what I was trying to say. Where your audience are hanging out. That's really the only thing. Are you going to enjoy it? Are you going to be good at it? Are you going to do it consistently? And are your audience there? There'll be loads of people who tell you Facebook ads work and podcasting don't. There'll be other people who tell you podcasting works and Facebook ads don't. None of that's true. Nothing works or doesn't work. People make stuff work or don't make it work. So you can just pick the one that you're happiest with. And that moves us on to the next bit. See, once you start to drive those people off your platform, well, not off your platform, but like you duplicate them, they're on the platform and also move on to your email list. You can, of course, now start to do email marketing. This is where, to go back to Kennedy's analogy we mentioned before, uh, you've moved them from like if you go to a rock concert or something like that and you're performing at this rock concert as one particular band there's going to be some people there in the audience who weren't at that festival thing I mean to see you they were just there to see another band or to see all the bands and then they see you and they think you're amazing and now they buy tickets to come and see you at your concert that's kind of what's happening here they're moving in they're giving you their email address and they're giving you the permission to get in touch with them more often and email them and it's through email that you really build a really deep connection with people email is and we've said it before we'll say it again categorically the highest return on investment marketing activity that businesses do in all industries in any corner of the world as long as they do it right and so what that means is that you can sell more stuff with email than anything else that you do it drives more sales than anything else that you do and the thing is email marketing is an odd thing it doesn't really have a replacement i mean okay there's messenger bot marketing and sms marketing but they're relatively limited in terms of the scope they've got for driving sales compared to email also every time you send out a, a messenger blast now or you send out an sms blast it costs you more money with email marketing you just pay to have your platform and then you send whatever emails you want to send with most platforms and so email marketing is just more cost efficient it's more effective it's deeper and more personal than any of the others so the good news is email marketing there's not really anything to pick from you don't have to choose whether you do email marketing or not you just you just have to do email marketing that's all there is yeah so email marketing obviously we're quite a fan quite a fan of the old email marketing you know on the show uh, we love yeah. it and it's wonderful so email marketing is one of those things as well is it not only is it a platform of its own like is it its own its own channel not platform but channel it's the thing that feeds the other channels so if you want to get look i'm not gonna lie like when we first start first starting our facebook group off it was a flipping tumbleweed heaven. You know, we were just growing tumbleweed out of every corner. It was shocking to get engagement. Now, people regularly, every week, write to me and tell me that we have one of the most engaged Facebook groups I've ever been in. How do we get it that way? Guess what we did? We cheated. We went to our email list and went, hey, we're just starting a discussion about this thing. We'd love your comments on it. You probably received one of those emails if you've been on our email list a little while. So, so we, you can definitely power your social media. We get more listeners to our 
podcast, get more people visiting the blog, more people coming to our events, virtual and live events, because of email. So it works in a two-way direction. You move people to email from platforms and you move people back to platforms from email. The good news is with email, unlike any other platform, is you own the data. Like, if you fall out with your current email marketing provider because, I don't know, they're having a bit of a change of direction, you just do something accidentally naughty when you had the best of intention, or purposely naughty because you had the worst of intention, whatever, uh, you can download all that information of all your contacts and upload it to another email marketing provider and start again and start afresh and get a, a clean slate. Lovely. If you fall out with Twitter and they close you down, you can't download. You can't download your contacts and put them anywhere else. Facebook are not like, oh, you got Twitter contacts. Pop them in here, Barney lad. You know, that's, that's just that's just not happening. So um, you do own the data, which means you can do a lot more clever stuff, of course, like segmentation and other things we talk about on the show. So talking about segmentation, the next piece of the puzzle, so the third piece, is to have a conversion mechanism. So you might think, you know what it is? I'm all, you know, going absolutely deep on my uh, Facebook ads, like performing beautifully. My email marketing's doing pretty good because I'm listening to what the lads uh, say here, Robin Kennedy. But I'm still not making sales. Is it your conversion mechanism that needs some work? And what that is, is it, it, it's all up to you how you actually ask and take the sale. Is that you get people on the phone through your email marketing and through your, your social media, you get them on the phone and you do a, so a phone call consultation close on the phone. Do you do a Zoom call? Do you send a proposal? Do you send folks to a webinar, a, an evergreen webinar, an automated webinar? Is it a sales video, a sales page? Is Like I said, there's lots of different ways of doing the conversion. Oftentimes for us, it's sending people to a page which either has words on it or it has a video on it and sometimes it has both on it. And that's what our conversion mechanism is. So think about what your conversion mechanism is. Have you got one? Are you expecting people to jump from your platform, say uh, Instagram, straight into giving you their credit card information. There's two big steps missing, if that's the case. And it's, and you, you, we sort of laugh, but this happens all the time. We were, we missed out on the platform thing for ages. We were just like, nah, not, the platform's not for us. Build an email list, we said, and then move on. It doesn't work. You have to be building this three-dimensional relationship with people where your email subscribers see you popping up on your Facebook and also they get to visit your sales page or they, jo they join a webinar that you're hosting or a, it could be a Facebook Live or a, another live platform thing. So, conversion. Just to recap so far, we've got a platform where you build your audience, then you move them onto your email list and do email marketing. Then you push those people from email both back to your platform, but also into some kind of conversion mechanism like a webinar or a sales video. And then you need to do the delivery. That's part four, delivery. How are you going to deliver the thing? What are you going to deliver? What is it that you're actually going to give them? Is it a membership site? Is it one-to-one -one coaching? Is it an online course, an event, a physical product, a digital product? Is it expensive? Is it cheap? How, how are you going to give them the thing? And the truth is that most of the time you're going to do this by email. You're either going to send them their login details to log in. You're going to send them the details details to book a call with you. You're going to send them the email that says, just to let you know, your lovely plant pots have been dispatched. They're going to be arriving with you shortly. If you have any problems, let us know. You're going to do some more relationship bit to make people feel protected. Let's face it, when somebody's just given you their money, whether they've given you $1 or a $1 million, there's a, a real sense of 
uh, oh my God, have I done the right thing? Not exactly buyer's remorse, but buyer's worry, buyer's fear. Like, what if it doesn't work for me? What if they're a scammer? What if they're a nasty person and they don't send me the thing? What if the technology doesn't work? There's nothing more frustrating than buying something and then not being able to log in and get it or some kind of problem. So that delivery piece is really important. Not that long ago, we spent $500 on something. And as soon as we hit submit on the order form, we got a 404 page and then didn't receive an email with anything to log into anywhere. The feeling that that gives you, and $500 is not a small amount of money, but even if it was $7, the same feeling exists that, oh, well, that's, oh, that's disappointing, isn't it? Mm. So you've got to make sure that you do something to get, take care of those people and do that delivery piece really well. Like we said, best thing to do, just use email. Yeah, so that delivery method of how you actually deliver the thing you promised them, that could be literally delivery. It could be, I'm going to use this delivery service to mail their thing out. It could be you deliver what you teach through a membership, through a one-to-one coaching, through a course, through an event, through a particular physical product or whatever it might be. So you've got to figure out how am I packaging up and delivering the thing. And then after you've done that, so you're taking people through this journey of they've met you probably on some kind of platform, then they've joined your email list and you've gone through some kind of welcoming or what we call our getting to know you sequence and they've they've been given some kind of offer. They've gone and checked out the offer through your conversion thing and now you've delivered the thing. The last piece of the puzzle, because most businesses, and this is a really tough pill to swallow sometimes, will not make sustainable money by selling something once to, one, to, to that person. Yet we all have to be looking at how do we make more offers, supply more value, and ultimately make more sales from every single customer? That might be if your delivery mechanism is a membership. It might be, how do we get them to stick around as a member? One of the things we focus on with our membership, the league, is how do we make sure we're giving so much value that our members stick around for months and years because they understand the, the huge value of email marketing and what they're getting from being in the league. If you've got a one-off program, like a course or a one-to-one, that might be that you upsell them onto something else. Is it a mastermind? Is it a bigger course? Is it another course? And the last thing you can do with what we call this resell phase, this fifth resell phase, is the referral It doesn't apply in all businesses, but actually it can if you just get a little bit creative. And that referral might be as simple as, hey, you're a great client. I want to work with more great clients just like you. Do you know somebody else who could do with my help, who I'd really enjoy working with? It might be that you go to people who you know have got your audience, in the case of you've got a a course or a membership or something like that, and say, hey, I'd really love it if you referred other people to me who are just like you and I'll even pay you for it. So you might turn your customers into referral affiliate partners. So some referrals are paid and some of them are just through the goodness of people's hearts. And that's really important to think about. How do you get people to introduce more people into your world. And some people will do it because of the heart and some people will do it because of the cash you put in their hand. Now, I hate to sound like some kind of weird stuck record, but the truth is you can do most of this bit or you should do most of this bit 
with email. Uh, email touches all these other bits of everything that you're doing. It sends people back to your platform, back to your podcast episodes, back to your Facebook group, back to whatever it is that you're using, using as a platform, pushes them to your sales mechanism, and it also pushes them to actually uh, deliver the product and it pushes them to buy more stuff. So when was the last time you bought a product from somebody and they didn't email you and offer you more stuff? The answer is never, right? Well, that's because that really just really, really works. So you get to use email in order to encourage people to buy more of your stuff. You get to use email in order to get them to give you testimonials and case studies so that you can sell other people more stuff. You can use email to get them to tell them to tell their friends about it and join your affiliate program that Kennedy just said. So you want to have that fifth fifth stage in place and do it all with email. So that gives us our platform where you build your audience, the email marketing that you do by emailing the people who are on your platform, the conversion mechanism to actually sell them, the delivery mechanism to deliver the thing that they bought, and then the resell to upsell and get referrals and cross-sell and all that stuff with other products and other people. There you go. Check out those things. If you're thinking now, whoa, I don't have one of those things, you are leaving masses of money on the table and you could, you've could you got a massive opportunity to grow your business. Also, if you want our top 10 book recommendations that will improve your email marketing, we've put them together on our new resources page. If you head over to emailmarketingheroes.com slash resources, you'll be able to download that completely for free. And honestly, there's some really undiscovered gems in that book uh, that I think you'll really, really enjoy. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. Uh, we uh, also have our Facebook group, of course, where we'd love you to come and hang out and talk about all of this amazing stuff, which you can do. Just head over to robinkennedy.group or you can go to the Email Marketing Show community on Facebook and do that there. Lovely. Now it's time for this week's Subject Line of the Week. Subject Line of the Week. This week's is, uh, is an interesting one and a little tidbit of information that came with it. I've been doing a, a, an accidental test in the last couple of weeks, uh, which is testing emojis in subject lines. Now, we've done this before, but I've sort of done it by accident this time. In the last time, we split tests emoji versus no emoji, and every single time, emojis won. Basically, that was the same subject line with and without an emoji. Split test, emojis won 100% of the time. However, just recently, I've noticed a big slew of our emails have had emojis in the subject lines, purely accidental, purely incidental, and a whole bunch of subject lines haven't had them. And again, in every single case, the ones with subject lines have performed several percent higher in terms of opens and clicks. So there you go. However, this week's subject line is the following. It's first names, to-do list, and then a little pen and paper emoji. So it's, you know, Kennedy's to-do list, something like that. And basically the email was about, here's a list of things you should do to make your email marketing better. Uh, and again, got a massively high open rate, worked really, really well. So Kennedy's, well, first names, to-do list. I love it. That's this week's subject, subject line, line of the week. week. Subject line, line of the week. week. It's really lovely having you here. I don't want you to miss out on a single episode of the email marketing show when it drops every single email marketing Wednesday, as we like to call it these days. So make sure you hit the subscribe button on your podcast player. And that means you'll automatically download every new episode and you can just check it out without even having to think about it. And if you have enjoyed this episode, we'd love to know what your big takeaway is or just share the love and let people know that you listen to the email marketing show. We'd really honestly appreciate it. So grab a screenshot, either a selfie of yourself or a screenshot of you watching the, uh, listening to the show, then stick it on your favourite social media channel. We are at Rob and Kennedy on pretty much all of them. That's it for this week. We're back next week with another great guest. I'm glad you told them to do a selfie of themselves instead of a selfie of somebody else. Yeah. I'm sure me age, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs>